Hey everyone, it's Trevor. We are quickly approaching the end of Season 1, but we'll have more Mayfair for you soon. In the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, consider leaving us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Also, did you know you can comment directly on our episodes on Spotify? Check it out and let us know what you think of this week's episode. And now, this week's episode. We are the Watchers. Observers of the strange, paranormal, occult, unwelcome, unspiritual, horrifying, mystical, secret, transcendent, repulsive, captivating, unwelcome, appalling, gruesome, unseen, magic, weird, revolting, horrifying, unseen. Welcome to the Why are there so many cameras? There are exactly four cameras. One standard, two infrared, and one high-speed lens. Okay, but why? I feel crowded. Do you feel like you're being watched? Yes. You are. Everything those devices record is being transmitted directly to the hospital. It is crucial that you are being observed at all times. Do they think I'm a danger to myself and others? Do you feel as though you are? I'm asking what the doctors think. Your emotional state is what I'm more concerned about, Maria. Go to hell. Like you actually give a crap how I feel. Do you feel that you are a danger to yourself and others? No. Are you experiencing any intrusive thoughts? No. Have you noticed any audio or visual hallucinations or phenomena that may appear similar? Aside from the obvious, no. Do you feel like you are still yourself? No. Uh, uh, Yes. Are you sure? Yes. That question was stupid. Why do you think so? Because I can only be myself. How would you know? What? Moving on. Are you feeling any pain in the areas that the apparition affected? Ooh, the apparition. (laughs) That's what you're calling it? Sorry, I misspoke. There's no official term for what your family is going through. That wasn't the way you said it. Apparition... That means it's a ghost, right? A dead person's soul? We don't know what it is, Maria. I was wrong to call it by that name. You're so full of shit. (gasps) Is something the matter? Uh, My parents are going to eventually hear these recordings, right? That depends on our observations. Okay. If they do, can you just edit that last part out? Please. The hospital requires that all records of this phenomena be unaltered for posterity. Well, alter that part. I don't want them to hear me use profanity. <laughs> oh, what's so funny? Is one curse word really such a cause for alarm? In my family, it is. Within your current circumstances, I'm sure they can forgive a bit of teen angst. You don't know them like I do. If they found out I said that word, I'd have to chew sandpaper. Have your parents made you chew sandpaper in the past? What was the original question? No. 
Are you feeling any pain in the areas that the... Are you feeling pain in the affected areas? Oh, no. Do you have any symptoms related to irregular body temperatures, such as disorientation, loss of mobility, or decreased energy? <laughs> I already had all of those before. It's called depression. Any hot flashes? No, and didn't the other doctors say that I was too cold and not too hot? I don't want to rule anything out. If that's true, why focus on me? Because it's my job. <sighs> well, when the apparition first appeared on the outside of our house, nobody asked where it came from. It looked like the residue of someone hit with a nuke. A human shadow etched in a suburban home. And... Everyone treated it like it was no weirder than seeing a face in a piece of overcooked toast. My parents took it as a sign of God or whatever, but the police and the fire department didn't do a thing. What could have been done? An unexplained human silhouette is neither a crime nor a fire hazard. They could have at least pretended to help us. The shape was there, leaning on the wall for a whole day before it started to spread to the inside of the house. I'm aware of the timeline, Maria. The mm, apparition, as you put it, behaves in a manner consistent with electromagnetic waves. The only material effect it seems to have on the surfaces that it comes into contact with is increasing the light absorption rate of the affected areas by 98%. Stop trying to distract me! My point was that everyone was living let live with this thing until it crawled onto my face. Then suddenly, I was at fault. Your affliction is the reason we're conducting these observations. The hospital is taking this matter very seriously, Maria. Why do you do that? Do what? Call me by my first name. You can just say... I'll take that under consideration, though it is worth noting that your parents prefer to remain anonymous. Oh, that figures! This is all so inconvenient for them, right? Just when they were about to start their new life with the child they haven't screwed up yet. <sighs> Maybe they should cut to the chase and just abandon me. Do you honestly believe they would do that? I don't know. It's not like I really wanted to get in the way of them moving. I never felt safe here anyway. <laughs> but who would want to leave peaceful, quiet Mayfair? Are you, like, being ironic? I think we'll end our appointment for today, Maria. Try to get some rest before my next visit. It does the body good. Wait, Dr. Hurst? Yes, Maria? Can you tell me why the cameras need to stay in my room? It's super creepy, and I don't want the next five days of my life to become a live stream. I'll see to it that your parents will never see these recordings. That's not what I was asking! I told you not to call. I know. I miss you too. <laughs> Stop. Stop! <laughs> Ah, oh, no, they haven't left yet. It's a power thing. 
there waiting for the hospital to tell me I can leave the house again. It's like they have to make sure I feel like a burden, and they can't do that unless they put off the move. Oh, don't say that. They're my parents. <laughs> we are not doing that. There's cameras everywhere. I mean it. Just try to use your imagination tonight, okay? Uh, <laughs> you're so gross. I'm not saying that. Okay, fine. I love you so much. Mwah. Happy. Night, Finn. Shit. Uh, Dr. Hurst, if you're listening to this, you better keep your promise. Were you hearing voices last night? No. I listened back to the recording. It sounded like you were speaking to someone. I told you that I wasn't hearing voices. Were you speaking to yourself? This is inappropriate. I wouldn't be asking if it wasn't important, Maria. You're trying to make me confess to something that has nothing to do with the apparition. The apparition is not my patient. You are my patient. Then stop treating me like I'm the monster. I never called you a monster. Have your parents called you that? Yes, of course they have. Now can you please do what they're paying you for and find a way to get this thing off of me? If removing the apparition were so simple, the hospital would already have a procedure for it. You said it was like radiation, right? Can't they treat it like it's leukemia or something? We don't know if the apparition is making you sick, Maria. Anything we try before we understand it could make things worse. It's already gotten worse. Those shadows have spread down my neck and arm. It looks like bruises. Even darker than bruises, it's like I've been strangled by a squid. I reviewed the footage. There are similar symptoms across your stomach and lower back. So what are you going to do about it? Sitting here and putting me on trial? You're not even a psychiatrist. You're just a regular doctor. I was chosen to be your medical counselor because I am the most qualified person for the job. Oh, really? And why is that? Because you like to eavesdrop on teenage girls? No. Because you're a robot designed to ask stupid questions? Maria, if you'll let me explain. Explain what, asshole? I'm here because we both had close encounters with the unknown. What? It was the summer of 95. It was my last year of medical school, and I had decided to spend my final semester studying abroad in Japan. I was attending Shimane University, and during my time there, I became close with a number of the nursing students. What does that have to do with anything? Don't interrupt me, Maria. Every detail is important. You wouldn't like it if I omitted any crucial information from our sessions, would you? Or perhaps you would. Okay, whatever. Just tell your story. That's a smart girl. Thank you. It was just a few months into the school year, late June, I'd say, when a bizarre rumor began to circulate among my colleagues. Well, less a rumor and more a curse. You have to understand, 
Shimane Prefecture is very much out in the boonies of the country. It was the sort of place where folk legends could endure, despite the creeping influence of modernity. These being my younger days, I was more adventurous. So when the co-eds began to buzz about a strange creature living in an abandoned training camp for wrestlers, it felt like an honest chance to test my courage. <laughs> Do you have something to say, Maria? No, it's just, I see where this is going. You thought you saw some kind of ghost or demon when you were there, and it scared you so much that you probably pissed your pants in front of the girls you were trying to impress. And that experience shaped you into the creepy, sad sack you are today. Are you finished with your outburst? You seriously think you can relate to what I'm going through because you used to be a superstitious nerd? Well, here's a reality check. I don't believe in any of that shit. I don't even believe in God. I can't imagine your parents would be happy to hear you say that. I don't care. You took the Hippocratic Oath, you fuck. You don't get to tell them shit. Maria. If you want to relive your wild nights in college, do it on your own time. You are here to help lift my curse, not bore me with yours. Maria, you have to calm down. Is it pain? Hold still and push through it. If you try to resist, you'll threaten it. You don't want to see what comes after. I can't do it. It hurts too much. Please help me. Good. That's a good girl. Thank you, Maria. Why did it do that? It's never reacted like that before. I'd hazard a guess that your emotional state was what set it off. In that moment, you projected the feelings of doubt and neglect you felt towards your parents onto me. You saw me as a threat. The apparition was responding to that, and it was saying, Maria is mine. You can't have her. I don't know what you did, but it stopped. I can see the darkness wrapped around my finger now, but it doesn't feel cold anymore. You're welcome, Maria. Can't believe I'm saying this, but that was actually kind of impressive. No one's ever calmed me down like that before. I did tell you my qualifications were the reason I was chosen. Yeah, well, all adults will lie. I'll only be fully convinced you know what you're doing only after this thing is gone. You called it a curse. Earlier. Why did that word spring to mind? I don't know. You said that first. Did I? Yeah, you called your thing a curse. The, the one in Japan? The Kawako. It has a name. Ooh, scary. Would you like to hear the rest of the story? <laughs> Anything to get my mind off my own problems. I can promise you'll learn something by the end. Whatever. 
As I was saying, this all happened to me one summer night in Shimane Prefecture. Myself and a few of the other medical students took a bus into mountains to explore a stable which was formerly group housing for aspiring wrestlers. It had been closed down due to lack of funds, as the Japan Sumo Association had chosen to focus on less remote facilities. When we arrived, it was desolate. The buildings were still standing, but the emptiness of the place was palpable. There were plenty of nooks for a creature to be lurking, and even without any signs of habitation, the training camp felt as though nothing sacred of the tradition and sport that had once been its function still remained. Since I was the tallest in the group, as well as the only foreigner, I was pressured into being the first to step inside the stable. It was not a position that came with much comfort. I got the sense that if something less than human were to emerge from the darkness, my classmates were depending on me to provide the curse with a satisfying meal as the rest of them made a break for it. Of course, I was skeptical of the whole thing. I had to be. If I had known for certain what awaited me inside from the start, I would have never agreed to set foot in the camp. If I had any conception of the Kawako's true appetite, and how my younger self would fall within its reach, I would have avoided enrolling at Shimani University altogether. Okay. Now I have to know. Well, I would love to tell you the rest, but it seems that our visit has come to an end once again. Aw, oh, come on. That's crap. You can't just start a story like that and not finish. I'm afraid that I must, Maria. I'm sorry, but this will have to wait until next time. Why can't you stay any longer? I... I don't know what I'll do if the apparition starts to grow again. I... Think you know that it won't, as long as you stay away from anything threatening. <sighs> this is stupid, but I'm sorry about... You know that. You were right. I was mad at my parents and took it out on you. You're the only person I can really be honest with right now, Dr. Hurst. You've got even more work to do with the audio because of me, and if something had happened today... If one of us had gotten hurt, it would have been my fault. It's very big of you to admit that, Maria. I just want to be normal, but I don't think I ever was. I know. We don't get to choose. It isn't fair. I will see you again the day after tomorrow. By then, the hospital will have most of the data it needs to make a decision. Take care, Maria. 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 Buttercup? What, Mom? Maria, open this door. No. Young lady. Dr. Hurst told me yesterday I needed to avoid threatening situations. This isn't a threatening situation, Maria. This is your mother. I'm not coming out. Cheese and rice. Maria, what has gotten into you? You know what has gotten into me, Mom. Well, I wanted to tell you to your face, but I guess this is how it has to be because you're so darn stubborn. What is it already? I spoke to your father. The two of us are taking the moving van and leaving. You'll have the house to yourself for the rest of your treatment. After we get the results, 
I'll be coming back to check on you, and we can play it by ear. Wait, wait, wait. You're leaving now? Buttercup, I know this is hard for you, but staying isn't good for the baby. It might catch what you have. And what do I have, Mom? A, a mind of my own? A life? I don't even have you and Dad anymore. Stop making this about yourself. It is about me! What the shit else would it be about? Do not curse under this roof. I am the curse under this roof. I am. <laughs> Just take me with you. Don't leave me alone here. Please. Darling, <laughs> it breaks my heart that we're not going to see each other for a few days. But you know what will happen if you leave. You remember when it was only on your face? We went to the grocery store and the darkness came with us. Remember how the silhouette was following us instead of staying on the house? How it moved through the walls like a knife through butter? The people were staring. How was I supposed to explain it to them? Huh? And I heard from Gertrude that they still haven't fixed the lighting in the soup aisle. We... We can't bring that with us. We're just going to have to wait until you're better. But what if I never get better? God loves you, Maria. I don't think he does, Mom. He does. But if you don't accept it, he won't be able to help you. Buttercup? Trevor Henderson here with an ad break. If you'd like to get early and ad-free access to Mayfair Watcher Society, consider supporting us on the Apollo Podcast app. And now, back to our show. They're gone, Dr. Hurst. They're gone. They said that they'd come back to see me, but I think they're both lying. There's no chance that the second that moving van crossed the border out of Mayfair, that I was ever a concern to them anymore. <laughs> and I don't want it anymore. Their love. God's love. <laughs> I don't even want Finn's love. I know that you're not coming back until tomorrow, but I need to imagine that you're here. I just need someone to talk to who understands what I'm going through. Your story is all I can think about. I need to know how it ends. Hi. No, you can't be here. I told you about the cameras. I told you about... Being scared of the dark has nothing to do with it. It's so much more than that. Finn, you... If you don't leave my house right now, I'm breaking up with you. I'm dead fucking serious. 
<gasps> Is that you? Surprise. Do you know how much trouble you're in right now? Do late, Ree. Mad to see you. You need to get out of here. I don't know what it'll do. Oh, cool cameras. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a movie set. Would you listen to me for once? I'm listening. Then I... You're happy to see me, right? It's been weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Come here. I want to kiss you. So, we're officially broken up. We will be if you don't... Guess I gotta be more convincing. God, that's so immature. <laughs> yeah, but you like it. Listen, okay? I am happy to see you. I'm glad you cared enough to come over. It's a really nice gesture, but right now I don't know if I trust myself or am myself. You look fine to me. Actually, you look better. To be honest, the rumors didn't do it justice. Everyone made it sound like you got some ink tattoos or something. After all these years of wearing black, you finally went so goth that some of it rubbed off on you. But I need to be straight up. The way you look right now is the most beautiful I've ever seen you. <laughs> You're actually not just saying that. Rhea, I'm not messing with you. You're like a peace of the night sky. The darkness makes the rest of you stand out. I want you. You should leave. Really? Yes, Finn. Yes, Finn. Uh, yes, you should leave. I don't agree, Maria. <sighs> Finn! I'm scared. There's nothing to be afraid of. I told him. I told him. Why? No, no, no. I'm so cold. Cold. Finn. He's not moving. Send someone, please. I know you can hear me, please. You've killed him. I tried to make it stop, but it was like you said, resisting makes it angry. It came out of my arm and strangled him. A hand that wasn't mine. A flat shadow hand made of black sandpaper. Finn, wake up, Finn. I love you. Please don't die. <laughs> You'll be happy to know that Finnegan Crenshaw's condition is stable. We're doing all we can to ensure he makes a full recovery. No doctor outside the observation team has been told of the relationship between your cases. And we intend to keep the incident classified, for your sake. But how is he? Really? The bruising on his neck and damage to his spine and windpipe are severe, but treatable. He'll likely need to wear a brace for the foreseeable future. 
I know this is of little comfort, but none of your symptoms have transferred to him. The apparition metabolized your body heat as energy to manifest itself. It was solid matter and not radiation when it made contact with young Mr. Crenshaw's body. The only reason it happened is because I was feeling threatened again. I'm so stupid. You are not at fault for this, Maria. The recordings demonstrate that you made multiple attempts to persuade Finnegan into leaving the house. It was because of his own choices that he ended up this way. But I feel horrible. I let it hurt someone because I was afraid. The fact alone that his presence caused you that much distress is proof that you were defending yourself. I wasn't, though. The apparition did that to Finn, not me. The distinction is not meaningful, Maria. It has to be! If these shadows are part of me, then I'm not myself anymore. <laughs> and I don't think I can live with that. <sighs> I have also been young and in love, Maria. I understand your feelings for Finn were complicated. <laughs> when were you ever in love? Well, it was back in university. Her name was Achika. Everyone called her Chica for short. She was a surgical student, and like many surgeons, she had a delicate efficiency to her. Careful hands and a mind like a knife. She was there the night we went to the training camp. The real reason I felt so inclined to tag along. You must have really wanted her attention. I did. That was why it hurt so much when she left me to the Kawako. Hers were the last eyes I looked into before all of them turned and abandoned me. Oh, God, how did it happen? The curse? The Kawako? I want to know everything. I never had a chance to see it all before it was on me. Just a four-fingered claw in its face. Eyes like sinkholes. A head of matted black hair. Skin taut against its skull and slick with sweat and fresh water. It smelled like a swamp, and I could feel its wet, bloated flesh sliding across my back when it pinned me down. It was like a drowned corpse that had learned to wrestle, but not how to hold back. I'm... I'm sorry, Maria. Keep going. Push through it. Nikalko, it... reached inside me. It slipped its claw into me like a surgeon, like Chica might have. And I knew that it, it wasn't just inside my body. It was inside my soul, myself. And it, it, it took something from me, Maria. I, I don't know what. I didn't see. I couldn't tell you what it took, but it grabbed a piece of me from inside my soul. And it pulled until whatever it was had been twisted free. And then it was gone. I was alone in the darkness of the stable. And I was no longer myself. Uh, did you ever... Feel like yourself again? No. Uh, 
I really wish you hadn't told me that story. You're going to be okay, Maria. No, Dr. Hurst, I'm not. Because it's already happened. This curse has already stolen my soul. I'm not human anymore. Like I said, you are my patient, not the apparition. Removing it was never your only path to being healthy, Maria. You can do it. You can live on as you are now. You're just like me, after all. It is time to take your place among the true people of this world. Maria, you are no more bound by God or his parasitic flock of flying monkeys. The daughter your parents raised is not the woman you are free to become. You are who you are now, absent of self. You are cured. <sighs> I'm cured? That is my informed conclusion as your medical counselor, and the hospital agrees. Thank you for everything, Dr. Hurst. A and you're right, I feel better now. Much better than I've ever felt in my life. That's because this is your life, Maria. Your real life. <laughs> I'd like to stay here in Mayfair with you, if that's all right. That would be perfect, Maria. You can even stay in this house if you so desire. The house is mine. No one can have it. That's my smart girl. One last request, Maria. Yes, Dr. Hurst? I think you'll recall that your parents chose to remain anonymous with regards to this case. The hospital would likewise prefer to keep its own involvement private. Your mother will arrive back in Mayfair soon. See to it that she holds up her end of the deal. Buttercup? Buttercup, Maria! Why are none of these lights working? Maria, you had better be here. You can't hide from me. I saw the silhouette on the side of the house, so I know you haven't wandered off. You haven't answered the phone all day. I told you that I... <sighs> there you are. Why are you just sitting here in the dark? If the power went out, you need to tell me. <sighs> okay, I heard from the hospital that you've been cured. But it seems you're worse than ever. Those so-called experts even left their monitoring equipment behind. <sighs> Enough of this, Maria. Get over here. I'm a danger to myself and others. What? Bye, Mom. What in God's name? No. No, 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 no. Buttercup. Please. Please, Buttercup. No!
Mayfair Watchers Society is based on the works of Trevor Henderson. The Apparition of Maria was written by Gus Zagarella. Maria was played by Katrina Piscina. Dr. Hurst was played by Atticus Jackson. Maria's mom was played by Rissa Montanez. And Finn was played by Stephen Indrasano. The dialogue editor was Jesse Hall. The sound designer was Travis McMaster. Music was by Matt Roy Berger. The showrunner is Pacific S. Obadiah. The creative director is me, Trevor Henderson. And it's produced by Tom Owen and Brad Miska, a Bloody FM show.